Wakey, wakey, Iggy, Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. That's the awesome morning, sauce everybody. explosion. Yes, that was me not having my microphone on. Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smod Cast, Cast Internet Radio, Radio Network. Oh, there's some awesome oh, sauce right in your Will face Wilkins for you. For getting us on the air as you do every week. Get a and Kleenex and wipe all that awesome sauce off your face. You know that song, I'm Coming Up, that Diana Ross? <laughs> no. They, like, she was worried that it was... Uh, she sang it. Not realizing it's about coming out, you know. I'm as coming a, out as a, a gay, LGBT. Yeah, as a gay song, and they had. To, I didn't know it was a gay song. They had to talk her into finishing the song. I assumed sing, it sing. was about sex or going to a party. Yeah, yeah, then that's probably what they told her. Oh, or going to a about, sex party. It's just about having fun, and then uh, she's like, "Oh, okay, I'll I'll finish the song," <laughs> and then. Uh, it turns out to be a huge gay, a gay anthem. anthem. And uh, also one of our biggest hits. So in the modern, you know. You know, Jerry Lee Lewis was really reticent to record Great Balls of Fire because it was, a, it, was about jock it was a biblical metaphor. I mean, it was a biblical reference, but, uh, but it was about getting your rocks off, which, you know, I have to say, I've known the song for years and loved the song for years, and I never directly associated it with jizz and ball sacks. That guy who was just talking about jizz and ball sacks that's bill watterson and uh good morning <laughs> i'm marty you we are the hosts of this show uh Front some, coast morning show yes we west have, coast edition tuesday morning fuck the east coast fuck any day that isn't tuesday <laughs> i'm exhausted yes i am exhausted as well i had a rough start this morning I was I was ten minutes early. <laughs> yes, and I rode my bike from downtown Los Angeles. And he saw. And I can't feel my legs. <laughs> Bill saw me uh, exiting the house and walking the dogs, uh, or just with a. It was a quick jaunt, and the dogs were very, very uh, confused, like why we we weren't going the usual route. Um, but that's or why I, we didn't get more than a two minute walk. Yes, exactly. But you know they they're happy. They're, they should be so lucky to get out at all. Um, oh. And uh, lording it over them, yes. Dan Etheridge, the found the quote unquote founder of the show, <laughs> is uh, is he in, still lost in, in Vancouver, Danada? Yes, he's in Vancouver, Danada. He was tweeting uh, yesterday about iZombie, so I guess it's going well. And um, uh, let's see, Stephen Kruger, I have not heard hide nor hair from uh, while he's in Pittsburgh. Doing, he's producing some reality show. I don't know what it is. Hmm. Um, and Emily O'Hara apparently has something called a day job now. Really? Yes. I so, did not know that. Yeah. But if you want to get your uh, um, your Emily O'Hara fix, there, she's in a movie that it was it was crazy. I was watching this movie. Uh, it's a a sort of a low-budget uh, horror film with Mina Suvari and Brian Austin Green. Oh. And then I was watching it, and then I hear this voice. Mina what? Suvari sure, sure had a, has had a strange career trajectory. Yeah, yeah, I don't I know. I think she's better than the last I think 10 years a, of her life. I think she's a good actress. And, but, you know, it's it, you want to keep working, and so... Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie is... Uh, I think you can get it on uh, Amazon Prime. Is that and where you were watching that's it? That's where I was watching it. Um, what drew you to the film? Initially? Oh, it was it got 
mm, fair reviews, and I just needed some just background distraction mm-hmm. to to uh, watch it uh, while I was doing something else, and and then I had to stop and I was looking at this little pixie-ish girl with the, <laughs> the purple streak in her hair, and it was uh, it was our Emily. Do we know the name of the movie? It's called Don't Blink. And it's, did you? Uh, yeah, I blinked. I blunked. Well, I'm sorry, I blunked. You've only yourself to blame. You were warned. Yes. Um, and uh, it was it was a decent film. It was an interesting idea, well executed. And that Brian Austin Green, you know, who knew? Um, <laughs> and uh, Emily is featured prominently in it. Is that it, Mr. Megan Fox? That's Mr. Mr. Fox. That's <laughs> yes. Uh, fantastic. That's, fan- that's fantastic, Mr. Fox. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so she has a big part and she's good. Yeah. So, Excellent. Yeah. The good part doesn't surprise me, but no, uh, no, get, getting a chance to really showcase, yes. showcase yourself in a film, that's fantastic. Robert Picardo's in it. I don't know Robert Picardo. Well, people Is listening do. Related to Jean-Luc Picard? Yes. And by the way, if you're listening live, uh, tweet in. That's at Nooner Dan Marty. Follow along on the This Morning Show uh Tumblr page that's tuesdaysmornings.tumblr.com. Email us at the at the mail sack that's noonerpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and good morning to everybody who's listening. That includes Jenny Marie and Darren and Jade Lynn and Etamaros. Logan Jubilee. Oh no, Etamaros is way behind, uh, but he said hello, Amy Elizabeth. Get your act Tyson, together, Chris Brown. It's once a week, Jesus. Um, and uh, <laughs> Carolyn. And everybody else. Oh, you know Jesus. it's not Caroline, because it's uh, it's pr- spelled Carolyn. So it's Caroline. C a r o l y n. The Y. Okay. The Y. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. I'll I'm, give I'm, you the Y. Okay. I'll give you the Y. Phew. And she Logan. spells her name stupid, but I'll give you the Y. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, Bill kidding. is a. He had a, a big vinegar enema this morning. <laughs> <laughs> he just came in just sighing and ranting and i just i turned to bill and i said it's gonna be okay he did say that and you know what i agree it is gonna be okay i don't know though (laughs) for you maybe but for the rest of the world i don't know like this past week ebola um, we're all gonna die of ebola just talk about ebola and how we're all gonna die of it no no uh you know the the colbert report had on mike mullen a retired animal uh admiral and uh, a <laughs> retired animal, animal. and uh, former former drummer Chiefs. of the, um, uh, the Muppets of the Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. Yes, yeah. um, and former Joint Chiefs of Staff and uh, multi talented guy. And I tried to pull this clip up, and it, it just didn't happen. But um, Colbert was asking him why the public support of um, he was trying to say that uh, that in the battle against ISIS in Syria and Iraq. Uh, the U.S., the American people feel jaded about it because they feel like they have no stake in the matter. They're not sacrificing anything and they have no voice in the matter because Congress won't take a stand on it. And I thought it was just a really interesting um, uh, take on on that uh, situation because it, it's true. I mean, we're told something bad is happening, but don't worry, we're doing something about it. But, you know... They don't tell us that our their strategy, dropping bombs and arming the people who were our enemies six months ago, that's a Syrian army in, under mm-hmm. Assad, we're giving them arms, um, that it'll take decades. And they, they've talked about this. Uh, uh, Mullen said that it'll probably take two decades for change to happen. Um, 
And that's decades in constant bloodshed. And this is, you know, according to military experts, to and to accomplish a, a mission that is really nebulous, you know, mm-hmm. peace in the Middle East. What is that even? The, it's not really clearly defined. But And we, you know, were asked not to make choices about limiting our lifestyle or sacrificing lives, even though this means hundreds of billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars, and thousands of deaths. And even though they don't say we have any boots on the ground, we've already lost our first casualty in this battle. Uh, Corporal Jordan Spears of the Marines, 21-year-old, was lost at sea this mm. past weekend. And and not for nothing. I mean, they are fighting for something. Um, and we should be combating ISIS and all extremists. But it's just a complicated, long process that involves money and death. And we it, to us, it just feels like an abstraction, you know? Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and you know we need to make that sacrifice to defeat all sorts of religious extremists and i mean it, i i consider myself a pacifist in many ways but there's such a brutal menace that it has to be taken it has to be dealt with and and also it has to be dealt with uh, in a non-military way we need to understand why they're doing it uh how how they can exact like spread their influence so efficiently mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. counter that. Um, and, but no one in the government or media is willing to talk about the true costs of these battles, you know, because you don't really hear about it. You just hear that you hear the president's doing it wrong or the president is doing it right, you know. But we don't hear about what it is, what the grand picture is. What the end game is. What, what the end game is and how what, much it's going to actually cost. What a peaceful future might look like and how we would actually, what the roadmap to get there is. And it's representative of how all world problems are presented to us Americans. We're asked to feel and not necessarily act. And, hmm. you know, given the state of media where their goal is to cement your worldviews so you keep on watching the same network, so you can feel secure and smug about how good or evil the Democrats or Republicans are, you know, it's not surprising that, that that's the situation. You know, right. you want to feel good about the you just want to it's preaching to the choir you know right um and and the same holds true for politicians instead of like these are politicians who are they have all this information from the government and uh they're privy to all these you know secret intelligence and uh all sorts of knowledge and instead of trying to educate the constituents of and tell them like this is our, the situation of the world they just use that information to pander them, you know, to pander to them. So, like, sort of push racist agendas, you know. You're afraid of brown people? Oh, good, because we have a black president and we have immigrants crossing, crossing the border and there's this epi- Ebola epidemic that from Africa that's affected all of two Americans, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and we're meant to feel terrified. When the, the reality is Obama's pretty much a conservative moderate, you know, or... or Whatever he's a moderate, you know he's not some sort of extremist liberal, and and we're all going to die of Ebola, not just Americans. Well, no politician truly cares about our borders because our economy is so dependent on illegal immigration, and there are basic public health efforts to be, be to be made that have been done in Nigeria, where an outbreak of Ebola was nipped in the bud. Um, but it's more fun and profitable to scare people, and uh, and the truth is, you know, if we're vigilant and we educate people the chances of Ebola spreading outside of Africa are limited. It might happen in little pockets, but we can catch mm-hmm. it and stop it. And it's not going to be World War Z. And that's what I think people really 
secretly want, you know, right? You know, because it's they, because they want to be tested, or because they want to be entertained, or because they want yeah, an excuse to be to be have angry. their ticket punched. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Uh, meanwhile, tens of thousands of Americans get whooping cough every year, which results in dozens of deaths because people are too ignorant to get immunized, or thousands of people die from the fucking flu. And there are vaccinations available every year. And the vaccination is not perfect. It's not even close to 100% effective, but it's, it's not going to hurt you to get it. And, right. and Did you get your flu shot yet this year? Uh, no, I'm probably going to get it this week. I, need to, I, yeah. I keep forgetting to get it's it. It's flu season, everybody. Get your flu shot. Of the infants who died of flu last year, 90% of them did not have flu shots. Ugh. So, you know, if as a parent, if you were told that small pox that there was a disease that killed thousands of children and you could risk reduce that risk by 90 percent wouldn't you do that yes yeah and unless my kid was a dick yeah uh then i'd be like take your chances you dick and if you're worried about immunizations talk to your doctor um and if you're somebody who doesn't believe in vaccinations let us know i'd love to hear from you that's (laughs) at nooner dan marty um enjoy your slow death that was completely preventable yeah, and this idea that we shouldn't be uh, proactive, and I, uh, it came up this weekend. When well, a lot of that, a lot of the <clears throat> problem with that, with being proactive, not being proactive, is the whole big government, small government, don't tread on me, don't tell me what to do, individual rights, individual freedoms. Sure. No, and uh, I support that. Sure. Like, but well, there's degrees, though. Right. Um, there's degrees. I mean, I, I think those are all wonderful ideals, but I also think, yeah, no, you have to have a driver's license and insurance. You just do. I'm sorry. I realize that you feel like as a government encroachment and you should be free, but you, you have to. <laughs> right. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to get fucked over because you don't have fucking insurance. Right. I mean, there's a price to freedom. Absolutely. Um, and you just have to, we have to figure out the degrees, but, um, this weekend on Bill Maher, uh, do you ever watch? Bill? I don't. I've, I've seen. I've seen a handful of his appearances. I I just cringe when celebrities try to be uh, political, and usually they just don't. They can't back it up, and and it it makes me so you know uncomfortable. Really and I just smart don't. is Kerry Washington. She is a really really sharp um, liberal, and she's actually great when she's been on that show. That's interesting. Um, and Kerry Washington of Scandal fame of Scandal fame. Yeah, Sam Harris. Is she better on Bill Maher than she's on Scandal? Uh, she's great on Scandal. She pops too much for me. <laughs> um, S- Sam Harris is a neuroscientist who's a staunch atheist and has studied, studied world religions and, and is very anti-Muslim. Basically, he's anti-religion. And uh, and he went head-to-head with Bill. Uh, I'm sorry, Ben Affleck, you know, who's pretty outspoken liberal. And they were talking about how liberals give Muslims a pass when it comes to religious oppression. Because, um, and that made Ben Affleck just enraged, and he was calling Sam Harris uh, basically a racist. He, you know, we don't protest that Saudi Arabian women aren't allowed to drive, or that Ugandan homosexuals, and this isn't necessarily a, a Muslim thing, but it's just, um, it, it's a minority thing. That, but Mus- Ugandan homosexuals, um, they can be imprisoned for life in Uganda. Mm. And... Uh, but we're inflamed by when a tiny bunch of dingbats with absolutely zero power protest by saying God hates fags or God hates Jews at military funerals, you know, the, the mm-hmm. Phelps family. Mm-hmm. And 
And those people have negligible effect on, in fact, they, they're even more polarizing to the rest of the world that we should support gays and Jews when they protest. You know, mm -hmm. they're, they're working against themselves. Right. But we band together to prevent them from po protesting. And that's a great thing. And it's really neat when you see people uh, in Texas, they, uh, some students, they just went around, they formed a human barrier to prevent the Phelps family from protesting mm -hmm. a, a, a funeral. And it's, I mean, they're shitty people with shitty views, <laughs> but it's easy and it requires minimal effort and minimal pushback. And no one's going to, to claim that you're a racist for condemning them, you know, a white, this white trash group. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Uganda, lifetime imprisonment, we don't do anything about it. Or, um, you know, they're black, so they should do what they want, you know, like hmm. it's. So whose side are you on? Well, I think that. Because you, you, I missed the, I missed the actual debate. So Ben Affleck. Ben, like Sam Harris was condemning Islam for, um, for pushing for the destruction of individual liberties right right and and for you know supporting these uh, uh, uh violence against non-muslims mm -hmm. like it's a in some circles of of islam it's it's a punishable by death if you choose to the, leave the religion mm. and he's saying that that's wrong and I, and Ben Affleck was saying that, well, if you're condemning the whole, you can't condemn the whole religion. It's, it's the second largest religion in the world. It's 1.8 billion people. Mm -hmm. um, but Sam Harris was saying that there's a, it's like, okay, so in Indian. It's like condemning Christianity because of a, a, a Bible thumper a, who a, runs a, around a, with a gun. Phelps, right. Yeah. But in Indonesia, it's the largest Muslim country in the world. You can get a public caning. If you're convicted in the Aceh province of Indonesia, if you're convicted of homosexuality, a public caning. I mean, mm. that, doesn't that? I mean, a private caning, sure. But well, that's in the privacy of your own home. Yeah. That's, that's, that's by that's, choice. That's, there's you know? no shame in, in, and, a, in a private caning. And gay people love the caning. Trust me, Dan. I lived with Dan for six years. Um, but, I mean, doesn't that make you angry that, that that goes by sort of unchecked? Did you even know that? that happened? I did not know that, and it does make me angry. Yeah. So... So I'm still lost. Are you on Ben Affleck's side or the other guy's side? Oh, I'm on the other guy's side. I mean, you have okay, to... Okay, that's what I thought. I hate Ben Affleck, too. <laughs> no, I actually really like Ben Affleck, but he's... I think he's going to be a terrible he Batman. wrong about this, and he did not choose... Like, in this argument, he would say things like, oh, I'm dying to hear what you say about this. And just in the really, like, you know, hissy way. And then wouldn't listen to him when he said, explained himself, and just talked over him. And it was just... It was maddening. And... I would say that th there is a point to be made, though, that which we did, that even you can't condemn. I, I don't know. They can, can you condemn the entire religion for for these for these? Right. No, it, but it, it's a. I'm not saying they're isolated incidents of prejudice or or, or destruction of freedom, but well, there are plenty of people who are very religious Muslims, right? Who it, don't su subscribe to any of this behavior. It's the teaching of. Anti-critical thinking, you know, it's the condemning of critical thinking, and that that is yeah, the, we've the gotten problem. good at that. Yeah, and the thing is, if you, it, it's happening here in the U.S., you do a Google search on personhood bills in your neighborhood or, or your state, where congressmen and senators are trying to ban birth control. They say, "Oh, an IUD is an abortive." It, that's uh, that's essentially you know an abortive uh, form of birth control, mm -hmm. and because they're anti-abortion. And then, which is not true at all. An IUD right. is not that. And 
you know, and check your public schools to see how freely evolution is being taught. Like in New Orleans, or I mean, in Louisiana, there, and Texas and Kansas. I mean, all these states, there are all these. Don't groups. say Ohio. And Ohio. No. <laughs> you know, see no! if if see where gay kids are being banned from attending school dances. Like, right. Is, you know, what about the, many politicians, many people in the Congress voted against the Lily Ledbetter Act? You know, about fair pay, mm-hmm. for, and so it's my greater point is that we have huge like these the problems of ebola and islam and muslims like we can we have huge problems here that we can and we need to take care of them and so everybody should get your kids immunized get immunized yourself and fucking vote these are the midterm elections are coming up it's a big huge deal Mm -hmm. um and you know if you're a conservative or you're, you're a liberal you're a Republican or Democrat. It doesn't matter. Just vote. So um, that was a, just a... Well, well, the problems are only going to be fixed if people vote for all the stuff that we want. Um, right? Exactly. But I'm assuming that I changed everyone's mind. Oh, right. Of course. But you changed mine. I'll definitely vote. All right. Good. And I, I totally think Ben Affleck's going to suck as Batman. Um, oh, and uh, let's see. We got Aaron Jordan who tweeted in Morning Murps. It's a lovely foggy morning in Bellingdon, south of Vancouver. Bellingdon, mm. um, south of Bellingdon, uh, south of Vancouver, Canada. Uh, Bill, it's going to be. I can't read what that emoji is, but I'm going to say all right. I think it's a thumbs up. Okay, I thought it was she was flipping you off. Um, totally possible. Yeah, Mina Savari married a guy twice her age at 20. That's Darren uh, tweeting in. Yeah, she married this DP. Um, yeah, no, I can't tell what that emoji is either. Um, <laughs> I'm going to assume it's a thumbs up and that everything's going to be all right. Um, but she divorced him very quickly because 20 is too young to bear, to be marrying a 40 year old. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Don't say that. I'm, I'm out there looking for 20 year olds. And, uh, Emily O'Hara, true. Logan tweeted in Emily O'Hara was great in don't blink. It was great when she went all Bible religious and she did. It was really funny. Ooh, thematically related to our discussion of politics. Uh, totally. Well, I mean, the basic premise is people start disappearing for no reason in this mountain cabin. And it's, it's really kind of creepy. It's a very nice. Well done. But, um, and so she gets all Bible religious. Um, it was this a recent movie? I have, she hasn't yeah, talked about it. Yeah, it just re- released last month. Wow. Amy Elizabeth said, uh, be thankful you're not in Dallas-Fort Worth for many reasons, but especially because the Fox News keeps saying we're going to die. Well, you know, Fox News, actually, we get that here in L.A. too. <laughs> and they are saying that we're going to die. Yeah. yeah. And that it's going to be the fault of black people. Yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I'm not, I'm not watching Fox News, so I don't, know, I don't know what they're saying, but I'm assuming it's something yeah, along those lines. Yeah. Um, so, Bill, what's going on with you? What's going on with me? Um, I'm playing the bass again. I'm blowing the dust and the rust off the old bass. Um, and I've got a performance this Friday um, at Art Share LA, which is near downtown, which is good because I, I want to be not sober afterwards. Oh, there you go. Um, there's a gentleman named Brendan Patrick Hughes. He's a Yale School of Drama um, film director, theater director, and he did a live show in New York called The Pizzicato Effect, recorded it, and is now releasing it as a CD. And and he'll be doing... Um, he actually won't be doing selects from the, from the CD. He'll be doing all different material that doesn't appear on the CD. You couldn't really call it stand-up. It's much more of a philosophical presentation. Um, kind of like how we call ourselves a comedy podcast. Exactly. We haven't said anything no funny. No comedy. 
at all. Comedy free. <laughs> just just um, angry vitriol. Jokeless. Yeah, utterly oh, jokeless. By the way, um, we will have some humor coming in later. Um, <laughs> Giselle <laughs> and some will brevity. Be, yeah, Giselle will be joining us in the second uh, half of the show, and oh, uh, but he discusses things like the golden mean and and how there's this species of animal that shits in cubes, and how <laughs> sort of all of these things. What, what sort of intestine is that? You got to like? go. That's, you got to go to the show. Oh my goodness, I'm, um, I'm going to go to the and show. And they're they're all tied in together and into sort of a life philosophy. That takes in uh, the birth of civilization and and what happens when we die. It's it's fascinating. It's hilarious. It's rapid fire. It's it, it's a man. It's a it's a it's a man operating at the height of human intelligence. It's really enjoyable. And then in between, he we talks play some about gag pooping songs in cubes because of how he talks about pooping in cubes. Oh, I want to poop in cubes. That would be. I would so love awesome. to. Uh, never mind. At first, I thought it would be awesome to poop in cubes, and then I thought about a cube coming out of my sphincter and how much that would actually hurt. Oh, I think it would be great. I it would like scrape. There'd be scrapes. Uh, no, 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 no. You do it without the scrapes. But like, how, how would you do it without the scrapes? I would. I would have to poop in public every time, <laughs> just to be like, huh? Rolling the dice. Check it out, yo. <laughs> You're rolling the dice. Rolling. Roll yeah. them bones. Yeah, it gives it a new new meaning for the crap table. Bro, brother. Yep. Who says this isn't a comedy podcast? Yeah, we're just... Where's the, the um, Chewbacca roar to put Marty in comedy? To... <laughs> uh, this weekend, tweet in if you saw uh, Gone Girl. I'm not going to spoil anything about it, uh, but I saw it this weekend. I had a, a fine matinee, perfect Sunday matinee. Talk to me about Fincher and what you feel about Fincher. Oh, everybody should go uh, online, just stop listening to the podcast and do a search for... Um, well, let me know what you think about Ben Aff- I mean, about Fincher, and I'll tell you while I look something up. Um, I can't remember any of his movies. That's why I was asking you. Uh, Seven? Fight didn't see Club? It. Fight Club was... Fight Club was interesting. Uh, I did not think Fight Club was flawless, but I thought it was interesting. Um, a Panic Room. I did not see Panic Room. Um, uh, uh, Zodiac. I did not see Zodiac. Uh, did he do the Black Swan? No. Oh, that was I didn't Darren, see that either. <laughs> Darren Aronofsky. He did The Social Network. Oh, I didn't enjoy that at all. Um Okay, so when you said, what do you think about Fincher, it sounded like you had an opinion about Fincher. Um, I was more curious to hear yours. Um, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I saw the original one. I did not see the remake. I was not interested in the remake. I thought the original was great. I didn't need to see it remade. Uh, Yeah, well, uh, there's a guy named Tony Tzu. Tony, Tony, Tony? Uh, Yeah, no, he's a guy who has a, a video sort of a series where he examines uh, cinema. We got we got problems on the air. We do? We're looping. The loop of audio came back and now it's ads. Anyone else having a Groundhog Day moment? Asks Amy Elizabeth. Whereas Tyson says, oh no, stream is micro-repeating again and it's not a good sign. Damn it. I'm sorry about that, people. Is that, a, is that your fault? Uh, Probably. Excellent. I like it when it's Marty's fault. Um... All right, now I just now people who are potting it are just like Ugh, this again. Well, you know they don't care about it because it's not happening live. It's not happening live. Live and in your face. All right, talk for a second. I'm gonna breaking news. Oh man, I already rambled about everything I could talk about. Um, I was asking, I was asking Marty about his opinion of David Fincher, and I'll throw this out to all of you guys um, as well. Um, 
although if we're looping and you're potting, that's kind of ineffective. But the, I, increasingly, I'm noticing there are directors that people are fascinated by. I know every other post in my Facebook feed is about Paul Thomas Anderson and uh, and his his forthcoming uh, his forthcoming. I don't know what you'd call it, sort of genre jumping uh, mystery detective farce um, inherent vice. And uh, there are just there are a handful of directors that are so highly revered, and I I haven't quite obviously there's a degree to which it's my fault because there are so many other films I haven't seen, but I just haven't latched on to the 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 Finchers, the Nolans, the Paul Thomas Andersons, the auteurs, yeah, and the uh, and the Aronofskys. Um, I've seen at least one movie by each of those directors. And it was not enough to make me want to dive into their oeuvre. Was it oeuvre? Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, I'm not saying they're untalented. I'm not saying they're hacks. But I'm saying there are directors where I saw movies that weren't even necessarily great movies where I said, that, I want to see what else he's going to do. Like whom? Um, like who, I guess. Like who? Uh, Ryan Johnson. Uh-huh. Uh, I love Brick, and I was super excited for Looper. Right. Um, like... Uh, the director of a field in England, Ben Wheatley. I think it's Ben Wheatley. Did Field in England, uh, Kill List, mm-hmm. Down Terrace. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and none of those movies are perfect. Uh, and none of them are on the scale of something like Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises or Dark Knight Hangs Out Again or whatever, all the all the Nolan Batman movies. But there's something in those movies that was that drew me to see what else they would have to say that I that I haven't seen in in the movies of, of these big dogs. Like I, I, I couldn't stand Magnolia from Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, right. I, I will see inherent vice cause it looks wild and completely unhinged. And I really like, I really like that, but you know, master and commander, I didn't give a fuck. Uh, you, or not master and commander of I the master. master. I love master and commander. I'm thinking of the master. Um, I don't know. They're, they're just some, they're just some, I was just curious to see if 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 I'm missing out if they're if I if I've done the thing of I've seen the one movie that wasn't interesting that they did like everyone's so geeked on Interstellar I did not love any of the Batman movies I'm glad I saw them there were moments um, and there was certainly a, a tone but I, I you know I, I can't I, I'm not super excited I, about Nolan well you know I, I think you know the auteur theory was. Uh, you know that's the idea that the director is the driving force behind, uh, which which I can I can get behind for sure. Sure, I mean that certain directors are like cer- yeah. certainly um, uh, Wes Anderson is an like yes. would be considered an auteur. Like that, it's everything about his film comes back to him as opposed to something that is more actor driven or or uh, screenplay driven. Um, and I think Christopher Nolan is 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 that way as well. Uh, but I don't think he's as, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not as. Uh, I don't find him as compelling. Fincher is not a writer; he's a director. But I think his voice is a like directorial voice is so uh, amazing and strong. So I was talking about okay. Tony Du, who's this uh, has a, a sort of a video series where he deconstructs uh, movies and he talks about. Um, I think he. There was one about Wes Anderson he did that was really, really entertaining. Oh, not Wes Anderson, about um, uh, Edgar Wright. 
and there's what, another one who I, I'd, I'll go see an Edgar Wright movie. Right. I'll go see a Spike Jones movie. I'll go see a Wes Anderson movie. And so he he breaks down why Edgar Wright is such a great director uh, in his shot shooting and uh, in his uh, editing. And he does the same did the same thing with Fincher last week. And it's it's really compelling. And everyone should look at look it up. It's uh, Tony Z H O U Zoo. Um, so what's the what's what's my in for Fincher? What's the Fincher movie I should have seen or I should see that will make me Zodiac? Go, Ooh, Fincher. Zodiac, Zodiac is amazing. Yeah, Zodiac is fantastic. I thought for sure you were going to say Seven. No, I'm not. I don't really. I don't like all his movies. Like Seven, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, but as a as a director, he's so strong. Um, and I think Gone Girl is really really entertaining. Hmm. And uh, and there's a precision to his work. Uh, and I, like he moves the camera like if you watch panic room it's a little distracting how much the camera moves like it feels like a an exercise in how can i just blow people's minds by moving the camera uh in a very enclosed space but it's it's really seamless and it's really neat but uh in gone girl like so uh it, this video makes you really aware of like how um, expertly he moves the camera hmm. and so while I was watching Gone Girl I was like okay I'm going to watch to see if he does th- this thing that they talk about in the video and I just got so you caught got lost in the story yeah and nice. I was like damn it nice. damn you damn you Fincher well, I had to watch I had to watch um, Casablanca and uh, Double Indemnity multiple times before I saw before I realized noticed how much camera movement there is and how few in, in in the case of double indemnity, how few edits the camera will move all around, but they're playing out the scene right in many many cases they're playing out the scene from beginning to end, and all just all the choices the most famous one in double indemnity is is staying on Barbara Stanwyck's face for her almost erotic reaction to the murder of her husband. You don't see the murder, you just you hear it and you and the car is shaking because he's being strangled and killed but you right. you see the whole thing play out on her face and she's kind of getting off on it like that's the most famous choice and a, and and a non edit you know they don't cut away right 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 but there's long scenes with her her and uh Ed, Ed, Ed McMurray Tom McMurray McMurray Fred McMurray. Fred McMurray yes i said Ed Ted Ted, Ted. McMurray right, fair enough his twin um, brother whatever uh and and the camera just rolls up to see him Pulls out as she walks away, slides to the side to catch a two shot, pushes yeah. in for, and the whole thing is played out. No edits. Yeah. Um, and, and Casablanca, similarly, as a movie, Casablanca just cooks. The movie know, is going and going and going, and the camera's just like running along with these people the whole time. It's, it's, fa- really, it's really cool. Actually, there's there are scenes in the Karate Kid where I'm just like, I there hasn't been a cut in like five minutes in the Karate Kid, really. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just huh. like, wow, that's like it. Uh, when you see a, a, something like that, it, it's who directed the Karate Kid? Uh, you have a computer right in front of you. <laughs> yeah, but it's on the Twitter feed. Well, you can bring up a new tab. Um, but the uh, how do I do that? Oh, Jesus! It's a weird. It's an Acer. I'm a Mac guy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, thank you guys. Control for, N for your patience. Control T. Control T. Really? Yeah. Tab T for tab. How the fuck am I supposed to know that? Because I now I don't even know what I was going to look up. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he he hasn't quite expunged all the vinegar from his ass. From, it's coming out in like in cubes, actually. <laughs> cubes of anger. Cubes. And now it's really slow. All right, fine, whatever. <sighs> Great fucking computer. Yeah. No. Now let's talk about your shitty computer instead of whatever interesting no, flow we were in. 
Well, you you asked a question <laughs> that I thought you would know the answer to. Um, there was a time when people knew things. Do you remember this time? Irving, I don't know. Irwin. Meyer. Um, but so Fincher apparently, you know, he would um, Link Letter. I'll go see a Link Letter movie. Oh yeah. Uh, Your computer's insanely slow. Yeah. No, th- we're having some internet problems, guys. So if we go down again, yeah. See, damn it. Sorry, guys. It just went down again. I, I don't know what's wrong with the internet. Um, we're just going to keep going. Going strong. Uh, damn it. That pisses me off. Sorry. I'm there so are distracted. lots of directors who they don't have. It's not that they have a unique voice. There are directors, obviously, who have a unique voice. And it's that voice that I'm curious to see how they, they do this or that or that. Or I'm curious to see when they choose to make a departure from that and try to take on a different genre or something like that. That's fascinating. But they're like Sidney Sydney, Sydney Lumet, um, Billy Wilder. Um, you know, there, there are directors where every movie isn't necessarily, oh, that's a Lumet movie. Or you have to really look to... Well, Billy Wilder, I think, has a very... Uh, yeah, but he's done comedy and he's done noir and he's but done... But there, there always is a biting comedy to all his movies. Like, like there's a darkness to all his movies that I, I find just... Some like it hot? yeah. Absolutely. I mean, the the ending so is so silly. Yeah, but there's uh, the Marilyn Monroe character is a little tragic, and then the ending is so you know, um, uh, it's it's interesting. Like, I mean, it's not a it's not a it's a screwball comedy, but there's a darkness to it for sure. But I wouldn't. But it's not it's not one or two note. I mean, his his work. Oh, okay. Maybe I, I disagree. I, I don't. I don't think. I, I don't. I don't disagree, but I think there's a huge range from screwball comedy to film to classic film noir. I think there's a huge range, sure. and there are a lot of directors who don't show that kind of range in their work. Yeah, but you look at like um, Soderbergh. He does everything from comedy to to drama. To I mean, but I think that there's an intelligence that is in all his work. You know, mm-hmm. uh, whereas somebody like. Uh, uh, the guy who directed Dennis, I mean, uh, yeah, Dennis Jimenez, uh, who just did the Paul Rudd movie, Tina Fey, I mean, not Paul Rudd, uh, the Tina Fey movie uh, that just came out um, based on the novel. Oh, uh, I'm going to hit you in the face? Yeah. This is where I punch you in the nuts? Yeah, this is where I, this is where I squeeze your nuts. Um, <laughs> like, he doesn't, like, you look at his range and he hasn't I would go see that. <laughs> If, yes, I would. I would pay for ten dollars to have Tina Fey squeeze my nuts. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I would go see a movie called "This Is Where I Squeeze Your Nuts." Uh, John G. Avildsen. Oh yeah, John Avildsen. Yeah. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. Yeah, he's the guy who directed Karate Kid. Yeah, I know. What is the fuck out? You say yeah. it like he's a guy. I don't know. He's a guy. Yeah. I could have just made that up. He's an auteur. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. The uh, uh, back to what we were oh, 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 he directed Rocky, yeah. There you go, that guy's a fucking star. Um, but and a bunch of movies just like Rocky. <laughs> but the guy, I can't remember his name, I could look him up, but I don't want to, I don't want to use the internet because I'm afraid if I use the internet, we're going to go down again. <laughs> anyway, everybody can look it up. Uh, the guy who directed, uh, uh, uh now, maybe I know it now. You can squeeze my nuts. What is it? Oh, <laughs> this is where I squeeze your nuts. Um, you know, he d- has not demonstrated that range of comedy and drama. And I think that Billy Wilder... I mean, and that guy went to Yale, so he's obviously a smart guy. 
But, but uh, Sean Levy. Yes. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, Steven Soderbergh, who did not go to college, uh, I think it demonstrates he's at the height of his intelligence in all his movies, even the screwball comedies like the Oceans movies. You know, some are better than others. Thoughts? Are you listening? Uh, I'm tweeting. Oh, what are you tweeting? Somebody said, don't hate on Billy Wilder. And I don't understand the sentiment. I was praising his films. Why do you hate Billy Wilder I, so I was much? Just Why do you hate him? him? Well, I was saying that he doesn't, it, that he has such a huge range. I mean, and like some, some, some directors you go to because you're getting that one voice, that one singular voice. But uh, yeah, but you look at like the apartment. The apartment is, uh, speaking of Fred McMurray, mm. um, just a good old Teddy. Get <laughs> Ted McMurray. Uh, <laughs> it's a great movie, but you know it deals with suicide, and mm-hmm. and it's an incredibly dark movie. Sunset Boulevard was incredibly dark. Yeah, and so, but he's the guy who did who did Jack Lemmon and Drag. Like it's the, right. that that it, kind of like it, it, yes, and there was a darkness to that film, but it, it isn't that it, oh, he's mean, not one you note. The, the, you I'm mean saying. the Billy Wilder darkness? <laughs> Jesus. I win. I'm just saying. Victory's mine. When you, you the first two seconds of a Wes Anderson movie, you're like, here we go again. You yeah, know, yeah. And and, it's, and I, I I don't dislike it, but Billy right, Wilder, right. you, you, know, you don't absolutely. get that sense at all. Sidney Lumet, you don't get that sense at all. Right, right. And who directed Ch- uh, Plant? Well, Polanski. Polanski's great. I mean, there's a darkness in comedy in all his movies. Yeah, know? yeah. And I I think that's great. I think, um, uh, yeah, that but. Yeah, and I really respect people like Ang Lee who can work outside of in multiple genres. And, yeah, you know, yeah, and and actually who try to like right, you know, Str- stretch themselves, and, right. and sometimes they'll fall flat. I mean, right. Hitchcock, Hitchcock had a pretty pretty decent range of Absolutely. subject matter, tone. Yeah, um, but if you look at like um, yeah, like the Hulk, the Ang Lee. Yeah, did you you saw that right? Yes. Not a great movie, but there's some great parts to it. It's not a great movie. The, the editing is unbelievable. That's what I. Th- that my favorite thing was the way they used the uh, multi multi panel editing to right. resemble a comic book. Yeah, and, and in a way that was that made sense. It made sense, and it wasn't. It was subtle. It wasn't like, oh, it's a comic book. It, it was. It sort of it drew me in, and after after a while of thinking about it, I realized it, it resembled comic book paneling. Right. Um, but anyhow, back to Fincher, like apparently he uh back in the day would make models of of the the sets and like move the camera, like plan <laughs> ahead. And I'm sure he probably does that now in some Computers, sort of previs yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's just so smart and it's a, and so like that way he can he would like compose the most impossible shots and say like in that space and say then then how can we do that? You know? Right, which is uh, really fucking cool, and uh, and I want to see Gone Girl again, so that to see where he he directed, you know, because I just got so lost in the story. The story, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I'm not going to talk about the story at all because I, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't read the book. I haven't read the book. Um, and but that Rosamund Pike is just she's flawlessly beautiful, and mm. yeah, she's your kind of girl. I think. Did she ask about me? She did. She did. Mm. And, and what do you mean she's my kind of girl? I don't. I'm, I don't just go for beauties. I've dated some weird looking chicks. Well, she's blonde. I was in love with some weird looking chicks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I had one blonde girl who shattered my heart relentlessly and on purpose. 
Yeah. Um, Doesn't mean I'm stuck on blondes. All right. So I'm so sorry, guys, who are listening, trying to listen live, uh, or who tried to. I guess they'll be listening to it in the past. Um, There's something wrong with my internet, and um, I got it fixed once. Didn't I guess it didn't work. So, mm. um, um, do you so, have AT&T? Eight, yeah. Uh, How do, what do you pay a month? <laughs> I pay too much. Uh, pay 50, 60 bucks. I'm like, mm. that. mine just jumped from 25 to 40. Oh, I'm sorry. A decide. Time Warner. Time Warner cable. Oh, Time Warner. Um, so I recommend that everybody see Gone Girl if you haven't already and, uh, and watch that video by Tony to, uh, because <laughs> Lily, Lily and Jane Watson tweets, I miss James. Oh my God. Don't we all? Oh yeah. See, James wouldn't let this happen. No, he'd be on top of it. He's on the ball like a circus bear. <laughs> Is that your saying, or did you get that it's, from It's an old college, old college term. Yeah. Uh, have you seen any movies, William? Uh, well, while we're speaking of James, we should pimp the um, oh yeah his um, the breaks Indiegogo campaign. Yeah, so which do, we've we've tweeted out before, but uh, uh, contribute, get on it. Yeah, yeah. We want him back, DJM Master, on the uh, back on the internet waves right is that what they call it oh jesus that sounds terrible but yeah he's trying to get some raise some money interwaves to get back on the interwaves and uh so please donate generously yeah if you want to hear a show that's professionally run mm-hmm. and uh and technologically seamless oh, that takes god. advantage of the medium oh god <laughs> where the sound cues are right on time <laughs> right um or yeah. there are sound cues at all yeah uh, so yeah, get on that, and um, and also just tweet at tweet at good old uh, James because he'd love to. Oh nope, that's, do you need to get in there? Okay. Um, uh, I did see two films recently. Uh, the Cine Family screened The Gollum, the classic German expressionist silent film. Mm-hmm. I'm so pretentious. Uh, with like a Swiss or Swedish DJ doing a live uh, live score. Where he was using gongs and samples, and um, he used a lot of orchestral samples, and there was a smoke machine. It, it was, ugh, it was actually really cool. I wasn't sober, but at one point there was smoke on the screen, and then it looked like smoke was billowing out, and I was staring at it, and I couldn't figure it out. I didn't realize he was using a smoke machine, and it just seemed like the movie was, the movie was spilling out into the audience. It was, it was really fantastic. And then I saw there's a documentary called uh, something like This Ain't No Mouse Music, uh-huh. which is uh, started back in 2005 and only just came out now. And it's about the founder of Arhuli Records, this crazy German guy who's a music fanatic. And Arhuli has put out really great um, Norteñas music, uh, um, polka music, Zydeco Cajun music, tons of southern blues um, all all sort of the rootsy American music. Uh, a lot of it from immigrants, obviously. When you're talking about polka and Norteñas and, and and stuff, but he's obsessed with uh, genuine rootsy American music. Great New Orleans um, funeral funeral march bands and stuff like that. And he goes out in the field and records all of them and releases them as albums. He'll he'll get them playing Lightning Hopkins playing in the in the corner beer joint in texas like it's not he's not a he doesn't do studio records as much uh and that's a fascinating documentary this ain't no mouse music it's on a limited tour 
of the states right now. Okay, good. Um, funeral. Uh, I've been in the market for a good New Orleans funeral march. Um, look up Arhuli Records. Yeah. Did someone die? No, no. Okay, you, good. But you never know when it's you're going to need coming, one. Yeah. It's you, coming for all of us. Any, any day. <laughs> um, Arhuli. A-R-H-O-O-L-I-E. Thank you. Um, it's, uh, it's, I used to be a DJ in college, as you can tell from my professional DJ voice. Um, and I, uh, half the records I spun were always Arhuli. All the Zydeco stuff. It, tons of accordion music. It's it's fascinating and he's a character half half was all that kind and what was the other half the carpenters uh no he did he hated that that would be considered mouse music to him no the ones that you spun you oh that i spun oh it was a blues it was a blues show so i did all blues but uh zydeco counts as blues so i ended up spinning half half zydeco hey everybody it's giselle hello it's nice to be here hi giselle how are you 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 brought some glasses i did because (laughs) i have Gotten into making kombucha. Kombucha. I don't know. I don't know kombucha. Kombucha is a beverage. It is a fermented beverage, and it's uh, I think from China about two thousand years ago, and it is fermented black tea and sugar. Ooh. Black tea and sugar that have been fermented. So, they, so they, they, it goes from taste. alcohol to vinegar. So it's a, a very <laughs> you just described and vice my heart. Versa. Yes. No, yeah. And anyway, it's really tasty. It tastes a little bit like apple cider what have just gone off. <laughs> <laughs> and it smells a lot more vinegary than it tastes. So you're going to smell it and you're going to think, oh, that smells bad. But then you taste it and you... So I made mm, some. Thank you. Because it turned out it's really easy to make, you know, just uh, some black tea, some sugar and some yeast and bacteria. And is this alcoholic? Yes, little bit. Tiny bit. Tiny bit. Okay. But most of the alcohol gets converted into the acid part. Okay, and Well, let's, uh, let's toast the top of the hour on the Smod Coast Morning Show on the Smodcast <laughs> Internet Radio Networks while Marty can sets be, down his glass to try to find... Can everybody hear the clinking? Should we clink in front of the microphone? Okay, we don't... All right, we could have... There's 11 of us. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Giselle, so great to have you. We were just talking about. Oh, that's lovely. Do you like? I do. It's got a bite to it. It does. It does. That's lovely. Isn't that neat? Oh, the internet just exploded with joy because you're on the uh, you're on the internet. Oh wow! Hello, everybody. I'm really happy to to hear from you and see you. Oh, or, great. Or see, or see your letters on the screen, 140 characters at a time. We downgraded, gr- downgraded. We downgraded our stream, <laughs> so we shouldn't have uh, such internet problems. Thank you, Will Wilkins, for uh, helping us remedy that and for getting p- putting up with our our shitty internet. Um, <laughs> our shitty internet, Marty. Yes, we are a team. Hmm. Hey, oh. that sounds like uh, the name of a good that. sitcom, Our Shitty Internet. <laughs> <laughs> or The State of Things. <laughs> the State of Things. <laughs> so, Giselle, uh, we were talking about directors, and uh, and you've done some directing. Have you done any directing? No, uh, I have not, but uh, yeah, but nothing. No, I have not. <laughs> oh, you know, I just took a sip of actual uh, tea. And, and and I got scared. I was like, something happened to my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have two glasses there. One I'm double fisting it. Um, now, Bill, I have, for your movie, Bill is directing a movie or he's trying did, to get a movie together. Did, I am. How is there news? Because uh, some weeks ago you were saying there yeah, that you were. Yeah, we're still in negotiations with the European um, investment group. 
that's gonna that is interested in giving us our gap financing, which right now we're trying to find a space that fits within our budget and allows us to do build to build set. to build the the oh, whole so we yeah. can shoot the whole thing in one space. Um, sorry, I just took a bite or something when Marty introduced this idea, so I wasn't expecting her to speak for a while. <laughs> I was waiting for you to take a bite. <laughs> I had the question loaded. You're cruel. Ah, that's how I work. <laughs> um, there are small. Um, baby steps we've made along the way, but nothing to actually report. Okay. Okay. Now, but as we were talking about the camera movement, and, yeah, yeah, and, and the that, work of some of these right. geniuses that I look up to, I did start having a panic attack. Now, do you have an inspiration or or, or people that you are uh, well? I love. I mean, I love you. the the in camera editing of Billy Wilder and and, and um, Curtiz and Casablanca. Oh, no. I I am a huge. It's a cliche, but I'm a huge Orson Welles fan. Oh, come on. What a cliche. Um, <laughs> I look at I look at Harold Lloyd and Buster Keaton a lot um for the for the physical comedy and, and the um just the, the, the breakneck speed um of the action. Um certainly Edgar Wright. Uh we're we're referencing a lot of eighties stuff, so I'm looking back at I'm I'm looking back at Raiders of the Lost Ark. Because it has oh, that sort yeah. of adventure quality of right. like traps, booby traps, and running, and you know it's but it's fun, but there's still tension and and some some violence and and, and that's the practical effects gore of like the melting faces and and we've right, got right. stop motion, so I'm looking at Harryhausen, um, Henson, right, Dark Crystal, um, and Labyrinth stuff like that. Oh, cool, excellent. And by I say looking at these things, it's on the list of things that I'm not doing. Um. <laughs> But I know that I should be sure. But but you have other things to worry about, uh, Giselle. How did your people wanted to know how your show went in Malibu? Oh, it was so much fun. Um, uh, well, they're really nice to me over there. I've done some storytelling there before, and so before the show was gonna start, you know, they they have food out on the patio. It's right overlooking the ocean. Very beautiful. And I was looking at the food. There was some hummus and uh, bread and chips and grapes and things like this. And then I see a guy walk in and he's carrying a blue gift bag, you know, one of those <gasps> big gift bags. For you? And I, well, I thought, oh, there's something in there because a gift bag. And he put it on the table and he start to tear it open to make for uh, people can reach in easy. And it was homemade cookies. Chocolate chip cookies. So, of course, I become all elbows and knees and I make my way through the crowd. Get out of my way. I, I need to have a cookie. And I was the first one there at the, <laughs> at the cookie bag. And uh, I was like, oh, can I have a cookie? <laughs> <laughs> I have never had a cookie before. Oh, that looks delicious. What do you call? Oh, chocolate chip. Oh, that sounds so, so exotic. Inter interesting. Oh. And Tell then the guy, more. the guy who was bring them, he say, he, he look at me and, he, and then he yell across the room. He say, Hey, this is the lady I was telling you about. She's my favorite. And <gasps> I thought that was so nice. Aww. The cookie guy likes you. The cookie guy liked me. So, uh, then I do my story and it was a story about when the time when I have breast cancer and I have my two breasts taken away from me mm -hmm. uh, well i give them away <laughs> willingly willingly i yes. give them away you know because they've gone sour <laughs> like they, they're like kombucha <laughs> they're breasts. like kombucha breasts they have fermented they have gone off 
So I give them away. And this uh, is many years ago, right? Yeah, this and was many years ago. And so uh, I tell that story. And, you know, it just was so much fun. There was about a hundred or so, maybe 150 people there. And they really was paying good attention to me. And their faces was bright, you know, as I, meaning um, that I can tell they, they is with me, you know, and they was enjoying to listen. Uh, their eyes was bright and anyway it was just a really great time i, I have a great time i loved it oh that's yeah. awesome um, and also you know i do storytelling all around uh, this los angeles area and also all around the country and different people in different places have different looks mm. they just look different and this crowd in malibu it looked like a malibu crowd i cannot describe it but you go and you say okay this is different from downtown la or the valley a little bit older older richer yes very nice hair and (laughs) natural hair and very nice and very nice skin and um Ex hippies who done well for themselves. Yeah, so not a lot of makeup, but still they're very uh, contented in that way. You can tell, mm-hmm. and very warm and friendly because why not? <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, why not? <laughs> um, so uh, uh, there was an interview on. Um, I didn't know where to go right now. Sorry, but uh, uh, on... Uh, Great segue. Is totally. it a change of subject? Ch- change of subject. Okay. Va- Vanity Fair in- interview. I-, I was wondering whether we should talk about your cancer more, but... No, know. no. It come up every now and again, the way cancer do. Yeah. But uh, we don't need to dwell on it. <laughs> <laughs> so Jennifer Lawrence uh, was interviewed um, in Vanity Fair. And... Oh, was that... <laughs> was that something coming from the hinterlands? <laughs> um, <laughs> that means the the men are returning from the fox hunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jennifer Lawrence said that her nude photo hack was a sex crime. And then, oh. so the second I saw that that headline in uh, Huffington Post, I knew exactly what the response would would be. And um, you know, and she posed for the cover, and um, the first comment that somebody posted was uh and she posed naked for the cover you can't make this shit up and because she's naked well whatever she's sort of in the water top topless and you know up to her boobies uh, oh on the, on the cover, cover of, of vanity, vanity fair, fair. and oh. so the people are think, saying that she's a hypocrite for, it, for she's not a hypocrite it does take the power out of her argument i do think it is a crime to steal someone's anything to go to, to to take someone's information like that particularly sensitive information and then make it public it's absolutely a crime it's absolutely disrespectful um and i don't think it's a, a reach to say it's a sex crime but just from a pr standpoint if you're looking to make that point i think it diffuses you're you're you have to accept that you're diffusing that argument with and and losing the, the sympathy of a lot of your audience if you pose for the cover well, there is a very. I'm not saying uh, it's not in her right to do that. I'm just saying it diffuses her. Oh, she's schizophrenic. The the culture here around sexuality 
and uh, sexual imagery is very of two minds. There's what mm. do they say? The Puritans, or they say, oh, you yep. cannot do this, and you can, oh, that's really bad. But it's the basis of our advertising culture and our culture of acquisition and consumption and youth and sexuality. And here, by by this, uh, you know. Uh, winter booties and there's a naked lady selling them to you on, right. in the magazine you know oh these winter booties they're so warm and comfortable look at my butt <laughs> <laughs> well i would say bill that the difference is she's choosing yes to, to and, absolutely and and i think that's kind of and she has that choice but and I she think has that, that right that, that actually strengthens her point too that's why i said from a pr standpoint you have to. You have to accept that you will. You are inviting that. You're inviting that argument, and it's going. That's where the attention is going to go. The attention is going to go to that, and not to the point you're trying to make in the interview. That's just mm. going to happen. But it, the whole thing is hypocritical because she's saying, "No, I don't want you to. You to objectify me. Only I get to choose when you get to objectify nope. me." Well, I yelled at Marty's dog. I don't even have any rights here. No, but he shut up. That guy guy on the airplane that smacked the kid. Yeah, I do that. That was funny. (laughs) (laughs) The Tuesday's morning show, (laughs) finding comedy and child abuse. That's terrible. Um, Uh, But you know, the the whole culture here is a culture of objectification of women. But But I agree. I agree with you, Bill, that yes, it was a crime to steal her photos. And yes, you could say it was a sex crime. But... Come on, we have to talk about the culture at large, which is a culture of objectifying women's bodies. That's what it do. Sure. Yeah, I, I, and I think because we have these Puritans saying it's so taboo to, to have sex, you know, right. out of wedlock and to, to engage in, in anything sexual that doesn't involve procreation. Like, when you make that a taboo subject, then, of course, you're going to, they're the ones sleeping with the babysitter, by the way. Oh, what? It's... Who you? No, the Puritans are saying you're not allowed to have sex except to procreate. And they slept with the babysitter. Yeah, totally. It ha- happens every day, all the time. Totally. I don't know what Bill's talking about, but I'm just saying the people who preach the most are usually the guiltiest. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but okay, so for those of you who don't think it's a crime, it's to me it's akin to if you go to say Jennifer Lawrence's apartment or home and Ooh, steal her undies and peek through her window and watch her prance around naked because steal her undies that's that's a misdemeanor yeah you know, that's a crime so since i have viewed the pictures I just want am steal her i undies. guilty of receiving stolen property uh I i'm so. a fence is that what they say <laughs> no no you dealt with a fence you I, oh i dealt with that okay yeah. what am i you're you're just a pervert <laughs> <laughs> You're a dirty, dirty girl, Giselle. I'm a dirty, dirty girl. <laughs> I mean, you're evi- either in either situation, you're ev- violating her expectation of privacy, and uh, and so to to blame her, I, I don't know, but it's so, I don't I don't blame her at all. No, no, no. But it, my point is, it's just crazy. Like I knew as soon as she said, even having not seen the cover, that she was going to get flack for saying that. Other people have said it, and I agree with it. And when, but when she says it, people are going to be like, "Come on, you made millions of dollars because you're hot. Now you're complaining." Bleh. Right? No, 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 no. I yeah, no, no. I, I think I think that's completely ignorant. I just, I just, and I, I agree with you that that's there's go, there was going to be that reaction. But I just think, you know, she has to be a, a, 
she had the choice to be more self-aware in terms of how she presented herself on the cover of the magazine where she was going to make that argument. That's sure. all I'm saying. No, no, no. I agree hey, with you. I have a question. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence, the argument that you make a million dollars because she is hot, uh, because hotness is a valued commodity in this culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, what va- what and yet Marty what and I aren't com- working. I don't this, understand. This, this is my question. <laughs> what commodity, if it were valued, would allow you to make a million dollars off of it? Uh, forgiveness. If for- <laughs> you could make a million dollars, forgiveness, yeah. being forgiving. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. <laughs> I think. I, what about you, Marty? I think I could make a million dollars. Well, really, I could make a million dollars talking about telling boring stories. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I told any that? story told by you ceases to be a boring story. No, 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 you've not heard me because I'm trying. <laughs> I'm really trying I since have. there's a m- microphone. I'm trying to bring my my what do you say a game mm. my a game. Mm-hmm. I'm trying. We to don't. Bring... That's not from. That's not part of what we do. But you, please. we're not. We're not familiar with a game. Yeah, yeah, this is. We're definitely. Please we're a B game. Give us some kind a of a game. podcast. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I know. Uh, if I worry a lot, so if that was a valued commodity, mm-hmm. I could make a million dollars. Oh, yeah. I, I can fret about anything. Give me something. I'll tell you um, my worry. Uh, 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 kombucha. That it's going to go bad. Uh-huh. That's going to poison us? That my whole house now smell like vinegar. Uh-huh. Does it? Yeah. Or oh, you will smell next time you're over. Okay. Oh, jeez. Okay. Give me something else. I will worry about it. Um, the Dodgers, the Dodgers and Cardinal series. It's not oh, going our way. Yeah. Well, I would worry that I would be forced to watch it because <laughs> I don't like baseball. And you don't live that far from the stadium. Yeah, there's going to be traffic. Mm, not oh. for long because they're not winning. Somehow they persist. People still <laughs> going. Yeah. Um, half the teams lose every week, and yet there's always more than half the viewers. <laughs> Say that again. That's that is Mind. perfect mathematics. That is a game, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing that. Um, so uh, Darren says that she's promoting Hunger Games three. She didn't need to pose without clothes to do that. There's nothing she's promoting that she needs to not have clothes right, on for. But it's terrible she, grammar. But you know what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but but if she wants to do that and if she wants to be all sexy, then. Yes, absolutely. I'm just saying. My point. No, no, I'm not saying. I, I I got your point already. Yeah. Yeah, If she's choosing to do that, it takes the air out of her argument. Okay, GMOs, go. I waited till she took a bite. (laughs) That one's easy to worry about. Yeah. What do you worry about, GMOs? Well, I worry that Monsanto and Archer Daniels Midland or them they own everything that I eat. Mm Hmm. And I worry that. The um the number of different species of foods food types is narrowing and narrowing in order to facilitate uh, efficiency and productivity, making us more susceptible to a blight. So we're all gonna starve. Mm-hmm. But the actual GMOs themselves aren't necessarily bad. I've never been introduced to one, so they're rude. I can <laughs> they're standoffish. They're standoffish. They're shy, shy. Oh, they're shy. They have yeah. social anxiety, so I'm worried about them for that. <laughs> okay. 
That's see, good. You see how yeah. it go? I'm pretty good at it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, tell you what else I'm worried. I see the butternut squash that I have given you two weeks ago is still sitting there. Oh, I'm, I'm going to cook it tonight. On top of a cookbook. I'm going to read, read uh, Fish and Shellfish by James Peterson and see how I can incorporate a butternut squash into that. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll send you a photo of what I okay, blended it into. Hey, I brought a topic to talk about. Oh, please. So they were talking on the internet. You know how people, uh, Halloween is coming up mm -hmm. that night where everybody dress up in costume here in America. And um, people was talking about what costume is too soon this year you know because people <laughs> right. like to dress up as something from the the recent news or mm -hmm. the culture or something and what is too sensitive or too too soon to dress up as hmm. and what did the article say a headless journalist oh yeah yeah or yeah that's a bad one yeah they, there was uh, I think they've Robin Williams hanging Robin Williams with a noose around his hanging. neck. Yeah, that's that's pretty soon. Um, but I don't think that would ever be a good costume. But it certainly. Have you guys ever done uh, Halloween in West Hollywood? Yes, once. Yeah, and that's all you need to do. Like if yeah. you ever if you ever in L.A. around Halloween, just go there. You know, figure out a way. West to get Hollywood there. Pride I Parade. I saw somebody there dressed up as a Barbie doll, new in the box. Oh, nice. So they had on a, there was a wow. really tall guy, and he had on a beautiful full body. Oh, guy? <laughs> <laughs> What's <laughs> that about? He had on a beautiful full Barbie doll costume, and he had built this box around him with, with like clear plastic sheeting for the front. You know how it's seen. Mm -hmm. well, that's really clever. Uh, my favorite was the, um, I saw someone did a perfect version of the, uh, the, ex the exterminator mascot the white white and black mascot with the long nose oh, yeah. and the oh, hammer yeah. west is no i'm thinking west side rentals um you it's a local thing you, a, there's a business that's an exterminator of, of pests mm -hmm. and they, they have them on their truck and they have them right. on their building the logo is the logo guy. yeah yeah the, the the mascot of it the and it's it's a very distinctive look but he's got a perfectly round head and a that's long western exterminators. western exterminators okay that's why i thought of west side yeah. rentals <laughs> um and he went as that guy with the hammer. It was it was but beautifully. If you executed. go there, everybody's trying to be as profane as possible with their costumes. So there will be headless journalists there. There will be hung Robin Williamses there. Like, oh my! Yeah. Ooh, uh, I guarantee it. I thought know. the story that have uh, captured my mind these days is the girl from University of Virginia. Mm. who was kidnapped now she's been missing for three weeks probably she is not with us anymore right and they have she a, could be in someone's basement in they Cleveland. have a suspect in custody they have a suspect or, and yeah. the thing was she was really drunk when she was kidnapped she had been to several parties and she was seen on uh, security cameras from around town stumbling down the street and mm -hmm. really really drunk and so I you know those costumes where it's one person, but it can look like uh, two people. Like there's a costume of it looked like a big giant is carrying a human in right. a cage. So there, yeah. So the feet dangle in front. The feet dangling, yeah. and yeah. And then on the, on your back, you have a giant head. Yeah, like you. a mannequin. Yeah. So you are the guy in the cage. Right, yeah. right. And then, but fake legs. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, they look like yours, but your actual legs look like the giant behind you. That's yeah, right. right. You, you know. So I thought a good costume could be you could be the the legs and body of the kidnapper, 
carrying the girl from University of Virginia over his shoulder and then you're the face of the girl from Virginia and you have a little mannequin of the kidnapper on okay so look look like the kidnapper carrying the lady and G then Giselle? you just walk around going Giselle? I'm so drunk too soon it's too soon too soon it's too soon for yeah. that Giselle. it's just Seriously. too soon like have you some. you guys I'm really drunk <laughs> have some <laughs> compassion I feel terrible for her yeah um Okay, that's a thought. I'm I'm with you. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to be for Halloween. Somebody you said up? you could wear a crotchless burka. Aren't they all crotchless? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so amusing? Um. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> It's dirty is what it is. You're a dirty girl. You're a dirty girl. It's terrible. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Are we going to dip our hands in the mail sack? Mail sack. Muslims listening, did I just... I'm being really offensive today. No, it's good. It's a good sign. I think we were way more offensive earlier. Yeah, we were, we were already... You're just, you're just on point. We ranted oh. against uh, Muslims earlier. Um, or, well, not... No, we ranted against religious extremism oh, earlier. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. On, on all sides. Oh, yeah, any religion. Ah, wait, no, now we're pimping that funk. Okay. Is the show over? No, no. Can I go? Can I go home now? No. Can I finally go get a cup of coffee? Oh. We're going to dip into the mail sack. Oh, we're dipping into the mail sack. Mail sack, mail sack. Come on, get my in. I miss you. are no James. <laughs> you're no DJ master. By the way, is? if you guys didn't know this, that is Dan yeah, singing there, and uh, and that was Tyson's uh, composition of remix of Dan freaking out. So thank you, Tyson, for that. Uh, hey, Marty, this is from Steve Owens. Uh, I don't do people mind saying their last name. Well, anyhow, Steve too Owens. late, too late. <laughs> last week, Darren Husted. I uh, hope you don't mind, Darren Husted, was explaining uh, his thinking for the decrease in youth uh, driver's license licenses. After you read this hypothesis, you dismissed it, saying that he was talking about car ownership and you were talking about having a license. Uh, I didn't dismiss it. I just was discussing You're just your usual snobby self. It's just my usual snobby self. I just wanted to say that when my son turned 16, my insurance company told me that if he gets a license, that my insurance premium would increase $150 per month just by virtue of him being a licensed driver in my household. I asked why, and they said that it is protocol in the insurance industry to assume that the new driver will drive any car listed at that address. I asked if there was any way around this, and they said yes. If I wrote into my policy that he was specifically excluded as a driver, then my premium would only increase $100 per month. This was problematic as my daughter was just a year behind him. I made them wait until 17, but when both my kids got licenses, my insurance premiums went up even without a car. Um, with a car, it's ridiculous. Monthly premiums of $200 for her and $300 for him. I don't want to be the guy that says back in my day, but it was not nearly this expensive in the 70s or 80s. And back then you could always get an old beat up car for next to nothing. So uh, not so nowadays. Even the old cars have uh, now have computers which make it very hard to fix yourselves and infinitely more expensive to have fixed. Bottom line, I agree with Sir Darren Husted, Baron of Wolf Hamsterdam. Uh, okay, love you. Darren Bye, Steve. Uh, good to know. I did not know that. I did not think about how parents have to pay so much for insurance because back then insurance was very little mm -hmm. uh, uh, back in the 80s. And uh, yes, yeah, so that's, that makes a lot of sense then. 
Um, not being a parent, I did not even consider that. So Darren, Steve, I apologize. Thank you for educating us here at the podcast. Um, and I got a couple great suggestions for Halloween from the Twitter feed. Thank oh, you good. guys. Good. Go for it. Uh, Mork. I might go as Mork. Oh. As a little t- I mean, I don't look anything like him, but it would be fun. It's a good idea. And of course, the um, pink bunny costume from A Christmas Story. When I'll be actually, I'll be in Cleveland for um, Halloween. So that, that would be a local that was favorite. Ash Williams, uh, who tweeted that. Who all wrote a letter saying, "Is Wayne Brady gonna have to choke a bitch?" <laughs> um, so that's his contribu- contribution to the mail sack. Hashtag Comedy Gold. Uh, we were talking about Wayne Brady last. I was week. working at the Wayne Brady show when that aired, and we were all watching it in the office. Wait, what? Uh, can you explain that? Yeah, uh, Wayne Brady had a talk show um, that only um, middle-aged women seem to like, but. Uh, he he was he was very he was very friendly and approachable and and uh, middle America on the talk show, but which is kind of his reputation. But during that run, he appeared on the Chappelle show and he played against his image as uh, whether it was scoring drugs and killing hookers and but he you know it, it was really funny. He did a great job, and that's where that line comes from. Yeah, right. Like they pulled up to they, I don't know they pulled up. He was like, I got to go get some money. And, and Chappelle thought they were going to an ATM, but he pulled up to oh, and a woman and, and like, does Wayne Brady have to cut a bitch? Or I, and I don't remember the whole bit, but it was very funny. Um, and then in the, you know, in the office that Monday, it aired over the weekend or something like that. And then in the office that Monday, everyone was watching the thing and thought like, oh God, this, that's our boss up there killing it. And really thought that that was sort of going to be a launching pad for his next thing because he showed... That he he was self aware and that he that he had chops and he had, obviously had comedy chops, but it didn't uh, it didn't it didn't go that way. He's for doing him. a musical right now at the Amundsen or something like that. Um, he's but, a talented guy. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Wildly wildly talented guy. I I wouldn't have made the creative choices he's made, but he's he's a very talented guy. Is he friendly? He seemed like a friendly guy. Uh, well, we've had he was he was he was always good to me. Yeah, he was always good to me. I definitely got the sense that there was a um, a falseness to his kindness, if that makes you any know, sense. You know, really, the pauses and the equivocation tell us all that. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, we've had uh, DJ James, who used to engineer the show and be part of the the show. He he had to deal with him and said he was very high maintenance. Um, oh, yeah, um, but that's all I know about that. Oh. Vincent Wong writes in from. Hong Kong. Hello, all. Thank you for Vincent reading. Vincent Wong from Hong Kong. It's been too long. What? No I... break into song. Hey, Marty finished the quadruplet. Was it four? No, I was asking you to break. No, but it rhymed. That's all that mattered. <laughs> the only um, thing that matters in life is rhymes, guys. There you go. That's today's takeaway. Hello, all. Thank you for reading my letter last week. Um, your kind words, support, and love are felt here, um, are felt by... Hong Kong. Um, To answer Bill's question, the chief executive, the leader of the Hong Kong government, uh, is appointed by the Beijing administration. There are proposals of of elections, but under Beijing's proposals, the candidates of the election would be appointed by the Beijing government. In other words, uh, even if the In other words, it would be totally pointless. Right, exactly. And that's what people were... They were promised free elections, but then China put these restrictions on them. Um, yeah, so Mar- Marty was correct in saying that this is, by and large, a voting rights issue that needs to be addressed. In any case, uh, things were chilled during the week uh, with the Occupy movement. Um, 
uh, where the Occupy movement taking on a carnival vibe. However, earlier today, this is Friday, there was increasing activities from the anti-Occupy camp to disrupt and dissolve the movement. There were scuffles which protesters were physically harmed. A molestation squad was uh, deployed to harass female protesters. That's horrible. Jesus. Uh, The worst part is that the police... They called themselves a molestation squad? I don't know. Or is that what they've been called after the fact? I think... Maybe after the fact, but All the groping. Um, the worst part is that the police send out the molestation squad. Jesus. The worst part is that the police turned a blind eye to the harassment and physical abuse. There was a case where a female protester reported sexual harassment, and she was ar- arrested for kicking the perpetrator. Um, yeah. During the evening, thugs and goons uh, who were under the watchful eyes of police were let loose around town to disrupt the occupied sites. Uh, and remove and removing blockades with uh, escalating violence. This gave the uh, the Hong Kong uh, government legitimate cause, uh, a legitimate excuse to put a stop to the movement. The standoff is still going on at the moment, um, but the police force's corrupted ways are already making normal, decent citizens' blood boil. Um, take this for example: they escorted the triad goons out to safety and got them on a taxi to leave the scene after the said goon had done had done wrecking havoc. Uh, once again, I'm appealing to all the smod, s- this morning show listeners to tweet and share the news of the Occupy movement in Hong Kong, um, especially the Hong Kong police's uh, mistreatment of protesters and blatant collaboration with gangs to oppress the people. Stay well and take care of Vincent from Hong Kong. I did not realize that there was that corruption. No, I hadn't heard Boy, that angle of the story. Can you, is there more places you can post Vincent's email and is that okay with Vincent? Uh, I will or, find or out. an excerpt from it. There's that part where, because that's first-hand descriptions. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I will see what can be done. Mm. Uh, but yeah, if you if you know, uh, or yeah, good to know. And it's horrifying, and it's uh, it, it's a really horrible tactic that they're using, and no doubt that there's some government. The government is behind that, you know, uh, pushing. I would like to think that they are using these horrible tactics out of desperation because they are losing their grip. And I hope that more and more people get upset and come out and the the protests grow and grow. I but hope you're talking about a whole... Uh, there's so many issues to be upset about. Um, I'm actually more upset about the abuse of power with the, like, oh, I have a nightstick and mace. This means I can now grope women. It's like, Great. Well, well, I think the, <laughs> nice the, life, pal. The scary thing is that they're planting gang members to to as part of the protests to mm-hmm. to rile up the crowds, and then then the gangs go. They get escorted out by the police, and then the police just gives them, you know, the uh, the right to to break up the violence that they started mm-hmm. by planting the gang people in there, and that's just horrifying it's like when um stringer bell uh got uh omar to go after the guy with the bow tie that stringer bell hired himself mm. what season I mean, two of the wire that, yeah I, I mean it's a lot worse than that but it's kind of like it right but it's much worse but i just saw it last night so that's why i was thinking <laughs> of sorry that guy with the bow tie is awesome. total diversion mm. he that guy was it's a great character yeah um well uh, our Thoughts go out to you, Stephen. I'm sick to I mean, my Vincent. stomach. Uh, that made me sick to my stomach. Yeah, and that's horrifying. Please keep us up to date. Um, 
I'm sorry I stumbled through that so poorly, that email. Yeah, your cold reading skills are I really, you need, need a brush up. It's really, really tough. We could, well, the font was really, really small. Send it in a bigger font if next time. If only you had some control over that. I know, I don't, I don't. Um, hey, Murps, says Leo from uh, Finland, I believe. Hey, Leo. Yes, I'm a Leo. Uh, seeing that Bar Rescue has resumed airing, I thought I'd ask you a question about reality TV. What is the reality TV, or air quotes, reality air quotes, TV series that you folks can watch. I don't without. think you have to say air quotes on both sides. Once you're air quoting, I think we know what it's quoting sure. around. Well, uh, what show uh, can you watch um, without wanting to strangle each other? And None. Each and every person that appears None. on the screen. None. None. Not any of the ones that is produced in America, but there's uh, one out of England called The Great British Bake Off, and it is amateur <laughs> home bakers making cakes and pies, and they're all very talented and very polite, and uh, I love it. That It's not like America or the hate. I have this, two this. words for you. It's very polite, and they make delicious food. Judge Judy. Oh, yes. <gasps> I love Judge Judy so much. She's a beautiful lady. Uh-huh. And such a wise woman, too. She's a wise and beautiful lady. She dishes out her own brand of justice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, man. I love her. I told you why I love her. Because why do you love her? Because people... Because in real life, when someone is behaving badly, we don't often get the chance... For them to have to listen to us say, saying to them, no, you're doing the bad thing and don't do it and you're going to have a consequence. That don't happen in real life as often as we would like, but she get to do it. Yeah. And, and I know people... she paid well for it. Oh, yeah, she get paid. I know people only go on there because then she, I think that her production company pay the judgments, you know. So they go on there so that even if they lose, they don't have to pay. But still, they get... What do they call public shaming? They get a yeah. shame. And she tell them, this youth was doing the wrong thing. And she shake her finger. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. There were, there were those roommates who went on uh, and faked a, story, faked a case. Yeah, I know. I'm very angry at them. Yeah, they make a mockery. <laughs> the, it's a contempt of court. It's contempt of the court. Yeah. <laughs> But it was pretty cool, and I like how they documented it. And, and they told how the the producers were really strict. They they had them uh, stay at different hotels, and they compared the receipts to make sure that they didn't eat at the same place because they really wanted to make sure that they were actually contentious roommates, you know. Yeah. And uh, but they got a free trip to LA out of it, and yeah. So if you can fake it, yeah, fake it as yeah. Uh, but that British baking show, I recommend it. It's very peaceful. Um, let's see. Yeah, what shows do I've watched? Sometimes I just put on shows as for noise, you mm. know, uh, like the Hoarders. Uh, oh my goodness, it's, it's horrifying. But uh, oh, you know what I saw recently is a, there's a, it's called Tiny House Nation. Oh yeah, you like that? You were yeah, telling I like me that because I like that this idea of living. Uh, small it's about people families who go from like full-size homes to uh basically uh 
homes on trailers, you know, like oh, wow. like going down to 180 square feet or something like because that. Because it's something that they want to experiment with or is it let's see this let's see how these rich people freak out when they don't have no, all no, their no. stuff. These people actually choose to do it and and the the idea is that if you're on a home with on wheels, you don't have to have property so, mm-hmm. and they they only cost, you know, $30,000 so you can own your home and be mortgage free for $30,000. And so it's a way That's to simplify, and then you get rid of all your stuff, and just the idea of simplifying your life is just—it's uh, a good anti-consumerist sort of nice thing. Yeah, and it's fun to see, like, you know, it's a nice new voice to have out there. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Did anybody else tweet in what shows they, they watched? No, we got a guy—a picture of a, a costume of a guy fucking a goat or a ah. sheep. I mean, oh my goodness, an Australian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we see, uh, Ash also sent in a, a bloody maxi pad, um, and then oh, then there's a, a a baby alien costume. The baby alien one is my favorite. Yeah, I, th- I first thought thought it was a giant bloody penis, but no, it's that's just me. Um, yeah, what are your what uh, tweet in? It's time, guys. What, what are we doing for Halloween? Yeah, I never dress up for Halloween. Really. I have uh, one costume that I st- I asked for from a commercial, and if ever I go to a costume party, I just put on that costume. What is it? It's like a space suit sort of thing. Okay. Yeah. And they gave it to you? You shot a commercial, and you were like, can I have this gear? And they were like, sure. Yeah, they thought about it. And, like, and they were like, sure. Jesus. Sometimes I forget that I went to college. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's how the kids talk. <sighs> Uh, Ray Oliver Jr. says, Morning, Murps. I am trying to decide if I want to upgrade my phone to uh, my iPhone 5C. I was wondering what your guys' thoughts are on the phablets. That would be the iPhone 6 Plus. Oh, I forgot to say something um, that is funny because this is a comedy podcast. Um, oh, back- okay, no, wait, wait, wait. Let, let me get set for this. This is so uh, hilarious. Get my- you couldn't possibly be prepared. I want to put my funny pants on. So they're... There, there has to be a bit of backstory because I didn't know this, but oh, apparently, it's be even funnier because apparently, a euphemism for masturbating is fapping. Fap. Fap. Yeah. Okay, I did well, not know welcome that. Welcome to the internet. Okay. I didn't know that. But um, when all these naked celebrity photos came out, Fapalicious. it was called the, the fappening. That's funny. Yeah, which That's made clever. me laugh. Yeah, it's really clever. <laughs> yeah. fap- not because it's about jerking off. I just, I just like wordplay. I, I thought it was funny the way the, the fappening. sober news outlets would quote it, and they would say the release of pictures dubbed the fappening. <laughs> <laughs> but they shut, Reddit shut that down, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they did. Because Reddit has no sense of humor whatsoever. Ah, uh, I think they were right to shut it down. Um, it didn't. It don't stop it, but you know, uh, it take the flack off of Reddit, but it don't stop people sharing them. I think people I still do it. Had an iPhone, um, one of, I, one of the early iPhones, and I enjoyed it. It was good, and then I switched to uh, Samsung, which is a bigger screen. It's like a f- almost you know four and a half inch screen, and it's a huge difference for me because I'm I'm on my phone a lot, uh, and I've thought about getting a phablet, but it is really big. That's like a you know five and a half inch screen, um, and uh, but if you read a lot on the internet or if you watch a lot of videos, it's it's a cool thing to have. Mm. Yeah, but you guys don't you guys aren't hooked to your phones as much as I am. Yeah, yeah. My I, iPhone is four years old, I think. I have a. F- iPhone 4, I believe, I think. Uh, 
and it do there's nothing that I need that it don't already do exactly um and I feel really lucky to have it. I get some emails and I make some phone calls, lot of pictures of cats, lot of pictures of cats, <laughs> so I'm all set yeah i the my problem is my battery has gone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See, that was a lot funnier than the fapping. Uh, yeah, well, that was way, way better. <laughs> I'm just giggling at Bill's, <laughs> Bill's reaction. <laughs> um, That's funny. I wanted a removable battery because your battery goes bad after a while. You know, like yeah. ha- has you have you noticed your battery life going going down over a little bit? I mean, the phone's four or five years old. Right. Um, I have a charger in my car so I can compensate. Right. Mine is still holding up. I am. Um, I have the luxury of having replaceable batteries, so I just ordered a new battery. It oh. should be coming in any day. Oh. I just ordered a bunch of funky underwear. Wow. <laughs> I couldn't sleep last night, and I got this link to oh, a new business, and I was looking at the underwear, and it looked really good, and I was super lonely. An, and I was like, maybe new, if I wear... <laughs> super lonely. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, what only is, had some is under, it funky a new underwear. shape of underwear, or like a different cut, like, oh, hip huggers, or it's No, I have, I have pairs like them. Do it look like pizza? It doesn't look like pizza. It's, um, <laughs> there are new colors that I don't have that are Teal. a mint. Oh, mint and orange and then there i got some stripes and blue blue and white polka now, dots does orange work with your skin tone i don't know i actually got it because it's the color of the cleveland browns my hometown football team and mm-hmm. i figure at some point there'll be a reason to drop trow to show that i'm in support yeah of the browns okay um, the thing about underwear mainly is, I was is you just, can wear whatever pattern you want. It, it doesn't need to go, but if you know that you're wearing it, it's some, somewhat empowering. That's exactly know? it. Like I'm wearing, I'm going to be wearing this cool, funky, it's sexy like underwear. And like if somebody... man feels when he wa- walks yeah. around his Clark Kent. If somebody loved me, they would love me even more. That's sort of the feeling <laughs> that, that, that I'm going to have walking around. Uh, my friend who is an actor once told me about an acting trick, which is to put a a small baggie full of coleslaw <coughs> in, <laughs> into your pants because then you have a little secret <laughs> and it make you it make you really interesting on stage because you have a twinkle in your eye you know? <laughs> that's what he say oh, boy. Uh, that's so you funny. have to try it next time you go on an audition for those things that you're trying out for mm. well usually that's the funky underwear is my little secret um, but that's ratcheting it up a notch that's bringing my A game <laughs> there you go <laughs> um, Amy Elizabeth tweeted that she and her boyfriend love Mythbusters and Top Gear both UK and US and I passively watched Food Fighters this past summer I watch a lot of the food ones because mm. I like to eat um and uh well what do you think about uh, the mythbusters getting rid of carrie and uh grant and uh what's his name are those the interns tory um yeah the, the, are the, they replacing them with you and me and giselle yeah exactly on the plus on the downside they're gone on the plus side we have jobs no they're just gonna go just the two guys are gonna go solo what are your thoughts about that? Um, I always thought they were the most interesting part of the show, and the others were sort of a distraction. So I won't miss them. I yeah. never have seen it. <clears throat> and then she suggests watching episodes of Moral Court. 
I was paid in college oh. to be in the jury. Oh, um, that sounds like a show that would make me really wait, angry. Tell me, mo- tell me more about this. Moral she says, court. want to hate people slash watch a terrible judge show? <laughs> Look for episodes of Moral co- Court. I was paid in college to be in the jury. Oh. Yeah. Um, Actually, do you mind if I plug my phone in? Go for it. Okay. As long as you're talking to the microphone. Oh, can I change the subject completely? I was looking at the tweets. Um, listen, is we still going to do that Oktoberfest game? Yeah. Where we just get drunk <laughs> and we're we just drinking? When do you want to do it? Do you oh, want to do it in two we can, weeks? We can take this offline, maybe. Um, <laughs> oh, no, but this is a promo. We want okay. them to have the anticipation. Do you want a jingle? Uh, two weeks, sure. Two weeks. Okay, this is to let all the listeners know. So here's the jingle. Hey, everybody, we're going to get drunk on the air in two weeks. <laughs> That's a trademark song, you know. We have to pay. We have to so pay. The, we have to re-record that. it next week, of course. Yeah. October twenty-first. Okay. Yeah. I'll get my drinking pants. Okay, on. October twenty-first. I'll have we, my new underwear by then. We're gonna. We're gonna drink. Maybe I'll get dr- drunk enough that I'll let you guys take. I pictures will bring of it. a selection of beers. Um, yeah, we well, and every time we'll choose some uh, catalyst or, or, or prompt or something mm-hmm. that every time it happened, we we drink a beer. Fuck Cleveland, drink a beer. Drink a beer. Drink yeah. a beer. Do a Darren Husted impression. Drink a beer. And listen, yeah. do a we, bad Darren Huston. We're gonna drink have a lot to, of beer. We're gonna have to plan for how to leave because we can't just drive home. I'll ride my bike again. Uh, no, that's probably no, not a good no. idea. <laughs> you can do it. You, um, Okay. So we think about it. Okay, okay. so. Uh, good morning, Bill and Marty and Giselle. Long time no email, but rather than inundating you with mail statements, I waited until I actually had something to talk about. This is from Chris Brown in Saskatoon. Wow, we haven't heard from him in forever. Yes. Uh, in the past few weeks, I've seen some great movies that will no doubt get ignored come awards season. Philip Seymour Hoffman was sublime in A Most Wanted Man. Didn't see it. Tom Hardy and James Gandolfini gave subtle yet the powerful drop. turns in The Drop. Didn't see it. And there are no words to describe Brendan Gleeson in Calvary. I have two words. Didn't see it. That's three. (laughs) Did you ever see the British movie Lock? L-O-C-K-E? No, but I really want to with Tom Hardy. I really want to see that movie. You as an actor, you would love it. I really want to see that movie. That is a tour de force of acting. He play a guy driving through the night and is just one guy in a car the whole movie yeah. nothing else he talked to some people on the speakerphone but it's just him and that is some really beautiful I really acting. do want to see that movie beautiful acting he's, a, he's an amazing actor oh uh, my goodness. I have so, to say though even though I haven't seen Calvary and I mocked it um, Brendan Gleeson is my favorite actor of all time and has been for oh, you should a decade definitely see it so I he know, says I didn't, see, film didn't want to see that it that was so great it. It, it, he describes it, Chris says, it's a film that was so great, it'll probably haunt me the rest of the year. Mm. Uh, are there some sleepers you've seen that will slip through the cracks? Also, 20,000 Days on Earth is a great doc, but will pro- uh, will be colored uh, by my Nick Cave fandom. Um, I saw Nick Cave. He's good. <laughs> no, he's a great performer. I just don't like his music. That much. I don't love his music either. I like him. I think he's hilarious. He's, a, he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyhow, thanks uh, as always for the weekly fun. Your dedication is appreciated, and I can't wait for the return of some of the prodigal Merps. Yeah, where the fuck are those guys? Yeah, Cheers, uh, Chris in Saskatoon. I want to um, see Harmontown. Um, yeah, I heard uh, that was good. Um, I've I, seen him live. I've yeah. seen him do Harmontown live, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, 
my friend saw it and said it was more fun than seeing it live. Oh, good. I saw it live and it was a little long. Um, but he's a funny guy. Actually, I haven't seen him do Harmontown as such. I've seen him do Harmontown at the Everything is Terrible Festival, ah. where he, they just screen like random found footage stuff and make fun of it. And it was, it was very engaging. I highly recommend um, Don't Blink, ah, starring, starring our very own Emily O'Hara. Yeah. Uh, can you think of sleeper movies? Well, you said Locke. Locke was really great. Uh, um, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, my problem is, and this is funny since the podcast talk about movies uh, so much, that I don't remember. Yeah. I watch it and then I totally forget and I don't keep it in my mind. So you say, oh, did you see any good movies? And I think, I know that I did. Yeah, exactly. I have the feeling that I did within the last three days, but it's gone, completely gone. The movie I really want to see is called The Guest and it's uh, Adam Wingard, I think, directed it. Uh, and it's it's playing in theaters right now. It's in only one theater in LA playing one time, three fifty five, but it's uh, it's supposed to be really uh, in a really intense thriller. Mm. Can you forward to me that email because I would like to check out some of those movies that they mentioned. I will, okay, I will absolutely. Um, Joseph uh, at JD Boy two thousand says, "My new underwear make always makes me feel better too." See, Aww. I'm not alone. No. Now, do you wear uh, were they boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. You two can be Andy buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I wore my first pair of boxer briefs over the weekend, and I found that they they sort of uh, I f- was very aware of them. I'm a boxer guy. Yeah, it took it, it was a, it was not the smoothest transition, but now I'm I'm all in. I didn't care for them. Now I'm all in, and like, like some of them are are shiny and have smiley faces on the butt. I don't know. I'm into it. <laughs> just so that you can fart through somebody's smiley face. Is that why? <laughs> just so that I feel. Make it look like the smiley face is blowing smoke rings. <laughs> <laughs> or if you light it on fire. <laughs> oh, he's mad. He's smiling, but he's mad. I just like, it's my own version of the bag of cottage cheese or coleslaw or whatever it is. Coleslaw. Um, uh, no, I. I think that's good it is it is very empowering um not not very empowering but it's a little something that when you have it's all i got don't take it away from me <laughs> no, i'm not taking it away from you no but yeah i i think i mean i've had the same like running underwear is just too much but for like 10 years and i just think it's time to 10 upgrade. years is too much yes 10 years have 10 years of running started, in, in the same pair of underwear have they started is too much. to fray uh, some of them. Yeah. So at this point, they're not giving you any support. They're purely ceremonial. <laughs> <laughs> but they've been with me for so long. <laughs> I put on my ceremonial underwear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now everybody knows uh, way too much about me. Um, well, that's the that's the mail sack, everybody. And uh, I'm trying to think of any no other voice, movies. no voice, some um, no nothing. guys. Um, it's it's slow hanging oh, fruit. It's an opportunity for you here. Chris Brown, did you see Blue Ruin yet? I mean, Blue, is that what it's called? Blue Ruin. Uh, blue. Blue Jasmine? No. Um, now I got to look it up. Um, Karate Kid? Yeah, Karate Kid. <laughs> All right, keep talking. 
Uh, trip to Italy. We talked about it last oh, week, I think. I but I really that enjoyed was that. Really good. Yeah, enjoyed that. that and fun. I really want to see. I have not, but I really want to see the new Terry Gilliam movie. When we were talking about directors earlier, I can't believe I didn't mention the him. Zero Theory. Yeah, he's the he's one that, and I know he, every movie he does isn't mm. great, but no movie he's done is great. Time Bandits is fucking flawless. Oh, yeah. yeah, that Munchausen movie. is an absolute blast. Brazil is a classic. Brazil, I love. Brazil. I wouldn't change a frame of that movie. I've seen Beautiful. that. It took me. Three or four times before I saw it without falling asleep. Oh, I love wow. it so yeah. much. Yeah. I was just riveted from the oh, from uh, second I one. I thought it was so funny and so daring. Mm-hmm. I it it blew apart my brain. Yeah, and okay. time, time Bandits. I've never seen a movie that was that's anything like it. I've never seen a movie that's anything like Time yeah. Bandits. It's oh, a fantastic movie. I, that's I agree with you. I like the movie. Uh, I think that I mentioned this already on the on the show. It's a movie called Francis Ha. Oh, yeah, the black and white film that, about the dancer. Yeah, and it's what they call a mumblecore movie. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had that in my that queue for a while, but I haven't. Style. I'd be really good at mumblecore. You don't like the mumblecore? No, core, I'd be really good at No, I love Francis Ha. We saw it together. Yeah. Um, I recently saw it a second time, and it held up. It's funny. And Adam Driver's in it. And, and Adam Driver's in fucking everything. But he's great. He's really good. I would. I, he's He's someone I would like to be. Uh, and you know he was he was in in the marines i didn't know that wait that how how is it going being you um up and down i think it's it's pretty good i'm I'm excited Uh, for the future we need to check in with bill uh stinger here (laughs) like no i don't think we do (laughs) it's like a sad dirge no see no then that makes me feel worse don't compound it how are you doing (laughs) bill Everybody want to know. <laughs> I had uh, I had a rough night's sleep with a bunch of nightmares, so I don't feel awesome right now. But uh, generally, I am working on the things I need to be working on, and I think the best is yet to come for me. I like to hear it. I had a nightmares too, and this is a nightmare that I have a lot. And you please do tell me what it means. Mm-hmm. That I'm in a car, I'm the driver, but somehow the car is out of my control. It maybe mm. it, this morning it was because it was rolling backwards down a hill and the brakes not working. Mm. Often something like that. I'm trying to back up and the brakes not working, and I'm going backwards and I can't. I would say or the, steering, the power steering go out and I can barely steer. Mm-hmm. What do it mean? I would say it's a. Uh, it's a concern about uh, the things in our life that we can't control, um, and that we the that we just have to learn to let go. I would yeah. say it's a fear of, um, yeah, it's a, it's a control. I mean, it's an obvious surface interpretation, but uh, that yeah, that um, he's saying you're shallow. No, quite the opposite. Um, you're a thinker, and the world's hard on thinkers. That's so sweet. Oh Jesus Christ. All right, everybody. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap up this little hug I fest. think I wish that the listeners could have seen the sincerity in Bill's eyes as he said that to me. It was... It's the first sincere thing I said on the show. Ever. Ever. <laughs> you know what they say about sincerity. If you can fake that, you got it made. <laughs> um, on that note, Anything to plug in doing any shows? Just in two weeks, we're going to get drunk. I'll, I'll okay. talk to you. I'm not going to be here next week, but in two weeks, okay. on the 21st. And then Friday, Bill has his show. Yeah, I'll town. be playing bass for Brendan Patrick Hughes' CD release of The Pizzicato Effect at Art Share LA downtown. All right. And you can tweet Bill at Bill Twatterson. It's Tweeterson, sir. 
And you can tweet us. That's at Nooner Dan Marty, Nooner Podcast at gmail.com. I'm at Marty U, and Dan is at Dan Etheridge. And I'm else. at uh, Giselle at thegiselleshow.com. No, no. What is it? That's the website, but the email is different. Oh, now I'm all confused. You don't want to give out your email. We get crazy emails. Now, oh. now you're behind the wheel of a car, and the steering isn't working, and the brakes aren't working, you're rolling downhill backwards. <laughs> it's happening again. <laughs> all right, everybody. We will see you next Tuesday. See ya. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. If that fuck. has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir, only at smodcast.com.